Good day, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you listening to the podcast. We're now over a dozen episodes. We have a few subscribers, which uh, shows us that we should continue to play around with this unscripted, unhinged, unrehearsed podcast covering Prince Edward Island real estate, everything PEI. So if you haven't had the opportunity yet, please take the time to subscribe. And uh, today we don't have any co-guests. Our usual co-guest powerhouse, Patty, is in another province today. So I didn't want to drop the ball. And I thought I would cover basically my experience, an initial experience, moving to Prince Edward Island just over 25 years ago from southern Ontario. Moving from the Burlington-Hamilton area, probably one of my first surprises was the fact that I hired an island moving company to move my stuff from Ontario to PEI, saving an absolute ton of money because I was looking for an empty truck that was returning to the island, and I found one. And the odd thing was, is when he was picking my stuff up from the house, he was weaving and saying hello to all my neighbors, which I hadn't talked to in the amount of years that I had lived there. And I told him to put his hands down, otherwise the psychiatric hospital would probably be taking him into a straitjacket and putting him in the hospital. Because it was just seemed very odd to me to be waving at every car that was driving by as we were moving by stuff. So I moved to the island, and uh, I've been involved in a few businesses. But for the most part, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day has been PEI real estate. Now, I remember sending out a flyer, I think it was a fax flyer back then, and I got a call from a lawyer. And this lawyer said to me, I don't do business with people that I don't know, which just completely blew my mind because it's something I had never heard of, having dealt with thousands of clients in the course of multiple businesses in Ontario. I never had anyone ask me who I was related to or who I was. So that blew my mind. It made me aware of the fact, and it was further edified by a psychiatrist client of mine, that there's certainly different, uh, how would you say it, cultures. You know, even as far as not just Ontario, but as, you know, as close as Moncton, New Brunswick, or Halifax, Nova Scotia in that they all, ha- they all have their own cultures. And one culture that I found interesting with PEI is it's like living in a small town and everybody knows everybody, which can be a good and a bad thing depending on how you conduct yourself. All in all, I find it a, a good thing. And sometimes you, you watch your ambiguity, that's what the country is for. Now, other little facts and figures and quirks about the island is, you know, the basics are you're you're on an island that's 135 miles long, approximately. If you go up west, they refer to it as up west. If you go east, they refer to it as down east. And of course, the middle is everything in the middle. Now, there is things that differentiate one area from the other. And like all provinces, we have the center of the universe. In Ontario, it would be Toronto, probably followed by Ottawa, most mainly Toronto. And in PEI, it's 
Charlottetown, naturally, because it's the biggest city, seconded only by Summerside. Summerside is different from Charlottetown in many ways, and it's basically the product of the the mayor, Basil Stewart, which ran the place for many decades and has since uh, retired. I don't know if he's coming back or not, not, but they do have a new mayor recently. So up west would be the most rural part of PEI, and down east, comparatively speaking, which be would be more populated, but still very rural and sparse. There's certainly more roads and easier access to Charlottetown, and the values are higher. The values seem to go up closer you are to Charlottetown and, and down as you get further and further away, with the exception of Summerside. Summerside, you know, since the first quarter of 2016, as, we, as we've discussed with other podcasts, has gone up just like most of the island in PEI. It's crazy to see the, the changes in what people are paying for properties. And I don't say what they're worth, because in my opinion, you know, if I index property values against the average increase in real estate across the country since 1980, I'm not going to pay double that just because of COVID and because the bottom fell out of the real estate market in Southern Ontario a few years ago. So people came here and bought out of fear. They're still doing so for the most part. So you've got up west, which is fairly rural and quiet. That's what you're looking for. That's great. East is a little more populated, but not much. We still have areas on the island that it's almost impossible to get cellular coverage, particularly along the shore. There is a uh, mandate to get fiber optic into each and every house. In the meantime, we have Bell Cellular LTE 5G. We've got a number of private wireless systems on the island, and we've got Eastlake supplying high-speed internet as well. Internet having become as popular as probably water and electricity is something a lot of people are looking for. And obviously, if you're getting into a rural area, it might be more difficult. Why? Now, getting back to areas, you've got east and west, then you've got the center of the island. And of course, you've got Summerside, Charlottetown. You've got Stratford across the Hillsborough River from Charlottetown, which is the fastest growing community on the island. And West, you've got O'Leary, Alberton, Tignish. Most of the island is English. There are, you know, out of Abrams Village, Tignish, Surrey, those would be your only French areas of the island, but for the most part, it is English. and It's been called a number of different things. I don't say that jokingly, but if you go to Wikipedia, you can see it's been named a few different things over the past several hundred years since, since its discovery and the original settlers. Now, other things to note, the railway system was dismantled probably around, you know, the 80s. The Charlottetown waterfront was very industrialized. That has been changed. There's a boardwalk. It's an awesome place to be. That's where I'm sitting now, looking out at the water of the Yacht Club. So this used to be all industrial. Since 1980, it has traversed to... Uh, to somewhere that you can go down and see the water and walk along the boardwalk. You can go to Victoria Park. There's all kinds of stuff to do, and the area on the water is referred to as bright. And I may make some videos here coming up shortly that are going to cover 
all these areas on my YouTube channel. So if you haven't had the opportunity, check out my YouTube channel. You can just Google my name and it'll come up. I think it's YouTube. It doesn't matter. YouTube.com slash something or other. Living in Prince Edward Island, I think it is, with my name. So check that out. And if there's any other questions you have about the island, you know, put them in a comment on the YouTube channel or send me an email directly. So the rail trails were dismantled and now they're walking trails in the summer. There's snowmobile trails in the winter. I believe you have to be permitted for snowmobiles. ATVs aren't typically allowed on the trails, although they are trying to gain permission to do so. However, there are uh, three or four ATV associations in PEI. So if you're into trails and ATVs, I would suggest checking out the ATV associations because they do have permissions and trails set up on private and uh, government land, I believe, that you can use legally with your ATV. Ice fishing's popular in the winter. The big question I get all the time, of course, is how is the weather? Because CBC will take, you know, a hundred-year storm or something that's happened once every 300 years and make it look so prolific and so incredibly dismal that people don't come to PEI for years because they've seen this story about the hurricane or Fiona or or ice storms, and that typically is not the norm here. I found my experience living in southern Ontario in the Burlington, Hamilton, Stony Creek area that the weather here is actually nicer. It's sunnier. You don't get that crappy, overcasty lake effect cloud system hanging over your head for months and months and months around this time of the year, you know, January through April. You do have higher winds, and once in a while we do get a major snowstorm, but what CBC doesn't mention is the ability for us as a province to clean up those snowstorms, snow storms, probably quicker than most other places because the farming, the farmers and agricultural equipment is usually reapplied in the winter for snow clearing. And that is one of the reasons why when Toronto had a giant snowfall, it was the PEI farmers and the PEI people that went to Toronto to clean up the roads so, because we're so well equipped. Having said that, I don't think I'd want to be on the island without a four-wheel or all-wheel drive vehicle. I think it's uh, it would be a great idea to have that. And the other thing I've come accustomed to that I didn't in southern Ontario is you definitely want winter tires, winter tires. And you can even run studded tires here if you can endure the noise. Those are always good options here. And if you're into the beaches and the you know, we've got more roads per capita probably than any other province or straight or, or state in North America, if I remember correctly. So if you're into driving around aimlessly, any of those roads are clay and they're not something you want to traverse with a Honda Accord or some other vehicle that's four inches from the ground. An SUV or a half-ton pickup seems to be the norm around here for traveling the island. Other things, government services are all under one badge, which is Access PEI, so whether it's a health card or it is social assistance or motor vehicle, it's all Access PEI. These centers are located all over the place. Charlottetown, there's the newest one. It's in West Royalty Mall, which is probably the best place to go to if you're in the Charlottetown area because it's undiscovered. 
Most people are still going to the old location at Riverside Drive on the water, which is usually a lot busier. So when you move to the province, if that's what you're doing, Access PEI will be the people to talk to to get your driver's license, your health card, uh, any building permits for anything you're building with reference to real estate. And other comments, healthcare. A lot of people ask, how's the healthcare system? Well, it's a socialized system right across Canada. So you can Google that. And I'm not here to voice my opinion on the healthcare system, but from what I hear from people that are in the profession, in the province, and have seen other provinces, they've said it's probably not the best healthcare system in the country. But there's great news. Uh, they have appointed a new CEO for healthcare, and I think with his help, they're going to turn this thing upside down, recreate it, and get things running a little more efficiently than they have been in the past. Because in the past, they just weren't running as well as they could, in the opinion of people involved in the healthcare system. Other than that, one thing I discovered as an entrepreneur is it's very easy to succeed at a business here because there's little or no competition in most fields. You know, you take, I don't know, plumbing, for instance. You go to a, a yellow page phone book back when we had them for any major city in Ontario, there'd be 50 pages of plumbers. Some of them, if they didn't show up within a half an hour, you would receive no bill. It's pretty competitive. It's pretty aggressive. In PEI, regardless of what you're doing, chances are you'll do well at it, as long as you have the basic understanding of marketing, advertising, and business. I think there's an opportunity to, to do anything you want on the island, and, you know, that... That goes one step further to the internet. You know, the opportunity, especially since COVID, many of them, of them are online. Whether you're an employer, if you're looking for a job is in the Maritimes or they're located in Los Angeles, you can do that job from your computer. Because many of these companies closed their physical offices realizing that the employees are far more productive at home when they weren't socializing with other employees in the office and hanging around the photocopier or the lunchroom or the coffee machine. So it's opened up a whole new world, the internet. And with the advent of Bell Internet and Eastlink Internet on the island, I mean, you're getting speeds of a terabyte, which is incredible. So in closing, that's about all I'll cover today. I, again, appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be nice to see that there is some interest. And have yourself a great day.